look, there is something really crazy going on. This new species is artificial intelligence, and some believe we are on the cusp of a revolution that will change society forever. I think the danger of AI is much greater than the, the, the danger of nuclear warheads, by a lot. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. So this latest announcement for Palantir is just huge. As many of you know, I am an investor in Palantir. I have been for a long time, pretty much since after DPO. And a few years later, here we are. The company, I believe, is making strides towards becoming superior in every dimension. 10x better, as Peter Thiel would say, in comparison to competitors. This latest announcement is really interesting in relation to their foundry developmental suite and the increased utility of application building within the operating system foundry. I've meditated on this for a few days because I think it's really important to analyze this in depth, but I'm ready to share my analysis and my commentary with you all now. For me, this is the most important announcement Palantir has actually ever made. It's definitely up there with some other really important announcements, in my opinion. And this, I think, is very useful for people that don't understand Palantir, specifically in framing Palantir as an operating system in comparison to a sole one-off tool or specific application within the case of Snowflake, for example. But before I forget, please sign up to the first link in the description. The Deep Dive newsletter is out, one email a month, no spam, solely value-driven. We recently launched our analysis of Palantir, a full deep dive, 7,000 plus words. It's highly contrarian and very, very interesting. We relate it to game theory organizational culture and structure and homo sapiens which is fairly interesting so check it out for more but let's just quickly go over some of the announcements and then i want to speak about how this solidifies palantir is kind of the next microsoft for software and data so the foundry marketplace suite basically enables the building and the distribution of data products as software as a service users of foundry can build and then distribute the products made within foundry basically like an app store Similarly to how the Apple App Store works, people can build applications and products and then scale these throughout the ecosystem, leading to unimaginable network effect creation. This also ties into something I've been speaking about for many, many months now, specifically based upon the commentary by the guys at the All In podcast, Chmath and David Sachs mentioned the future initiative of what they call Model as a Service, which is basically the future of artificial intelligence and how this will be distributed in an app-like format to solve issues within your organization. Just take a look at this screenshot for more information, in which gives us a better insight into this application product by Palantir and how they act as the operating system, the base layer of where software in the future is going to be built. You can see their electronic medical record connectors, a range of other applications for what seems to be a healthcare institution. One really, really key piece of commentary that I want to highlight and bring to your attention is as followed. According to Palantir, enterprises can focus on building a compelling data product that customers can then install as SaaS. This is the key takeaway. It just shows how Palantir is not solely a one-off product or a tool, but instead acts as the operating system for software and data. Similarly to how Microsoft is the operating system infrastructure for desktop and computing, Palantir is doing the same initiative. 
through Microsoft, in which is the operating system for desktops and computers. This allows companies to build upon an infrastructure provided by Microsoft, in which these organizations can build products, applications, and then users can adopt these products and applications too. Palantir is doing the same for software. In terms of this vision for AI, and as I mentioned, model as a service, model as a service refers to a future vision in which artificial intelligence models such as ChatGBT will be built by companies and other companies and individuals will adopt these complex tools in which have been built to solve a set issue within their organization or within their life. For example, let's take a use case of the NHS and a healthcare institution. In the healthcare sector, an NHS trust could build a model or an application within Palantir, and then perhaps other healthcare organizations will be able to adopt and purchase these applications in order to solve a direct issue within their organization. Palantir, once again, is the basis layer for this application building. The future of artificial intelligence is model as a service. And let's just think of an e-commerce scenario in which perhaps you could adopt one of these applications built by another organization or an individual within Palantir Foundry in order to solve an issue within your life or within your organization. Let's say you have an e-commerce store and you want a way to analyze data and customer insights to improve outcomes in X. You as a small startup will be able to adopt these applications built within Foundry by other companies and integrate these tools into your company to solve a set issue. Just at the top of my head here, it seems very analogous to something like WordPress, in which WordPress is the underlying infrastructure for literally most of the applications and websites on today's internet. And this new application developmental suite is analogous to WordPress plugins, in which if you have a website, you can purchase or you can download one of these plugins created by individuals, created by organizations, in which then can aid you when it comes to building your website or providing a certain service providing a one-off feature in which is beneficial to your website or your store. Palantir is doing the same, but for software. And this is what people don't understand when they're purchasing Snowflake. Snowflake has one-off products that solve a set issue within an organization. Palantir and Snowflake are entirely differentiated. Palantir is the operating system. And this is what people don't understand. Palantir, I think, is analogous to the Microsoft operating system or the WordPress operating system, in which WordPress is almost like an underlying infrastructure for website development. Let's use the example of Tyson Foods. Tyson Foods is a customer that they provide their services to. Tyson Foods, through Foundry, will be able to build applications and products in which their customers can adopt for better insights or to solve a certain issue. The important thing to understand here is, whilst this seems to be catered primarily from my analysis towards other organizations and perhaps startups which are trying to solve an issue on Foundry, this also, according to Palantir, is their consumer-facing product, as they state. I mentioned this is the consumer-facing storefront. It aids the facilitation and discoverability for internal and external customers to install your published data products. That's really important to analyze, internal and external. Perhaps you don't even have to be on the Palantir infrastructure to use one of these products or services in which other organizations using Palantir have built in order to solve an issue. Recommendations that allow existing customers to extend and enhance their products. Now let's turn to Microsoft to analyze as to why I believe Palantir is the operating system for data and software, analogous to how Microsoft is the underlying infrastructure or the operating system for computing. But before we get to that, just a brief analysis on my side in regards to why this is so important for the developmental community and further adoption of Palantir. If not clear already, this is part of a wider ecosystem initiative for development of Foundry, also known as the developmental community. I said many, many times, that if Palantir does not develop a developmental community, a thriving community, 
by 2025, let's say, or at least in the following few years, I'm out. There's no software product or operating system that I've ever heard of in which doesn't facilitate developers to adopt the platform. So before we get to the analogy of Microsoft and my analysis on that front, let's just watch this very brief clip that has kind of gone under the radar in regards to specific use cases for this product within the healthcare scene. So if you look closely there, the information on the foundry states that this is for a manufacturing quality cockpit application. Other use cases teased at the end of the video include that of a financial management application and specific ontological models for certain industries and staff management applications, just to name a few. It seems very clear to me that Palantir is eating software. Software is eating the world, Palantir is eating software. In other words, software in the future is going to be developed upon the underlying operating system and infrastructure of Palantir. That is the main kind of thesis for the company. Now for the analogies of Microsoft and why this is so important for network effect creation. So there's two important distinctions to make here between indirect and direct network effect creations. And we wrote about this a few months ago on darkness.com if you want to check it out. So indirect network effects occur when the value of the network increases as a result of one type of node benefiting another type of node directly, but not directly benefiting other nodes of the same type. Within the context of, let's say, eBay, the addition of a new seller does not directly benefit other sellers. In fact, another seller just means more competition for the overall eBay sellers. However, due to the expanded inventory of goods, due to other developers, However, due to the expanded inventory of goods, this makes the marketplace as a whole more attractive to buyers. Additional sellers end up indirectly benefiting other sellers because of the total increase in potential customers. There is another, if that wasn't clear enough, example we can use from Microsoft, which is super interesting. An operating system and platform like Microsoft Windows is a good example. New Windows developers do not directly benefit one another, but with an increased library of Windows developers, the number of Windows users will grow. Thereby, a greater number of window users are beneficial for all developers because it increases the pool of potential customers for their program. Now, of course, that is in relation to indirect network effects, but you also have direct network effects in, in which is increasingly more relevant for Palantir. Direct network effects is when the value of the service simply rises in value when the number of users increases. And within the context of a social media application, this is revealed most clearly. The important distinction to make here in regards to indirect and direct network effects is direct network effects is when the overall platform utility increases as more nodes join the network. But indirect network effects is when the value and the utility of the platform increases in regards to certain nodes, as is true within the case of application building. As more people build applications, as more sellers join eBay, it doesn't necessarily benefit the other sellers as per se, but it does increase the overall inventory of goods. The same is true for Windows, and now the same is true for Palantir. For direct network effect creation, within the context of social media, as more members join the platform within the community, this results in more connectivity and more utility of the overall platform. The point being is that organizations in the future will need to adopt and build their software and build their organizations upon Palantir technologies. I believe truly this is one of the most important software companies in the world today, and Palantir is solely getting started very, very early in the overall growth when it comes to building the operating system for the next generation of software. The most important takeaway, software is eating the world, but Palantir is eating software. 
software in the future shall be built upon the Palantir operating system infrastructure, very analogous to the likes of Microsoft, in which acts as the operating system infrastructure for desktops and computing. Palantir is the same, just for software. Thank you, and please sign up for the Deep Dive newsletter if you want to hear more contrarian, insightful plays and insights when it comes to innovation and companies such as Palantir. I'll see you soon.